This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 10th. An anonymous officer in the Lake Area Narcotics Enforcement Group has been awarded State Task Force Officer of the Year by the Missouri Highway Patrol. The task force officer was awarded the honor on Wednesday, but their identity remained undisclosed due to the nature of their undercover work. In a two-week period in July alone, the officer conducted 10 search warrants, which resulted in the seizure of over 500 fentanyl capsules, methamphetamine, and firearms. During that time, the officer arrested eight subjects, resulting in 24 different felony counts. And a friendly wager between museums, Kansas City's Nelson Atkins Museum of Art and the Philadelphia Museum of Art are wagering paintings on the results of the Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl game. In the wager, the winning city's museum will receive the other's painting on loan. The names of the masterworks will be revealed after curators at the respective museums huddle to consider the potential spoils of victory. On Wednesday night, a hearing in the House Emerging Issues Committee marked the renewal of the year's long effort to legalize sports betting in the state. However, the committee did not vote on the bills, and Chairman Bill Hardwick of Waynesville said after the hearing he was uncertain when a vote would occur. According to the fiscal analysis of the bills, sports betting is expected to bring between 6 and $22 million in tax revenue in the first year it's legal and is expected to grow up to $29 million in four years. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend Friday. And the Chiefs are in it again. Wow, here we go. A big game, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Who's your pick? Who's going to win it? The Eagles have been a slight favorite for the last couple of weeks. Both teams go in with a whole lot of identical things going on, including their record 16-3. and it's going to be interesting who you got. High school basketball tonight, plenty of that, including Camdenton uh, at home against a really good top 10 Bolivar team. The uh, Camdenton Lakers 11-10 and 10 on the season. One of the better local teams this year uh, is from Max Creek. The Lady Pirates are 17-5. and five. You saw their game earlier this week against Dadesville. Lady Pirates 17-5. and five. The boys are 14-7, and seven, having won 8 of 11. 
11, having a really good season at Max Creek. Eldon is 7 and 12. They'll be at California tonight. Osage 9 and 11 at home against Conway tonight. And Versailles 16 and 6, taking a couple of days off after a very successful season so far. College hoops tomorrow. Mizzou will be busy on the road against number six Tennessee. The Tigers 18 and 6 on the season. MSU Bears 13 and 12 will play on Sunday against Evansville. St. Louis Blues come out of the All-Star break tomorrow. They'll be at home against the Coyotes. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and you don't want to miss Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. He's got trivia, sports, and news. It's Lake TV. You can watch that on Como Channel 90, on Roku, Fire Stick, absolutely free, or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. Key Radio KEYK brings you this message from Mental Health America of the Heartland. Are you experiencing fear, depression, anxiety, isolation? Compassionate Ear Warm Line is a safe place for adults to get support. Call 866-927-6327, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Trained operators are here if you need someone to talk to. The call is free, Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3. I'm so excited, I just want to get started as fast as I possibly can. 
I don't know about anybody else, but I am just excited as all get out to be here today. Just excited to have the opportunity to uh, join you for two hours on what we call the Daily Show. Uh, of course, we've got Dave Moppin coming in next hour to take us on a journey among the dogwoods. We'll get caught up with Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, who's in the studio with us. We've got a uh, kind of a cold day, but we've got some nice weekend weather coming up. Right now, 35 degrees, make it 36 in beautiful downtown Osage Beach, the home of the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. We'll hit a high today of around 39, mostly cloudy early, then sunshine for the afternoon, clear and 22 tonight. For tomorrow, sunny and 49, and then mostly sunny on Super Bowl Sunday, a high of 59, sunny and 55 on Monday of next week. Some rain in the forecast, about a 90% chance on Tuesday, a high of 53, and everybody's like, no, don't let it rain on Valentine's Day. I'm going to get all nice and dressed up, and I'm going to go out, and then my hair's going to get wet, my dress is going to get wet, my mascara's going to run. Stay home and snuggle. Dude, you hit the nail right on the head. There you go. Just stay home and snuggle. Sometimes women get upset because they say, well, men only think about one thing. Well, it's important to think about that one thing on Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Sunny and 67 next Wednesday. Some morning showers and 41 on Thursday. And then, uh, of course, uh, next weekend we've got the big, I still call it the Products and Services Show because I've been around since the Products and Services Show used to be over there. Uh, on the uh, former college, uh, Columbia College campus over there in that big building. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, years and years ago. And then it's moved around a little bit. Next weekend, it will be at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center, and Key Radio will have a booth. So we invite you to come see us on Woo. Friday. Come hang out with us on Saturday. We'll tell you all about Key Radio. Meet the elusive Bill Mundhausen. <laughs> Bill likes to, he kind of keeps a low profile, but I'll tell you what. He's a good guy, and you'll get some uh, interesting conversation when you uh, talk with Bill about uh, whatever it is you want to talk about. Talk about Key Radio. Talk about his uh, Key Podcast. You can talk about anything you want with Bill. In particular, I would talk about maybe becoming a contributor, possibly uh, with content or possibly with uh, a donation to Key Radio. Businesses, you can jump on board. And as is the case, Steve Dust, I want to thank you for your Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, donation that I will get with you on, sir. Businesses can sponsor this show. As a matter of fact, if you've got a business, I said this before when we put the camera in. If you want me to wear your business shirt, uh, give me one in size 2X. What size do you take? Double X. Double X? Yep. Maybe throw one in for the presiding commission, too. But anyway, we'll we'll be happy to uh, talk about your business and uh, get you on the daily show and you could be a daily sponsor. You could be a weekly sponsor. You could sponsor guests like when Ike Skelton shows up. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, we can make it happen. 8.10 is our time. And before we get into the uh, conversation with our presiding commissioner of Camden County, I want to mention the 2023 School of the Osage Project Graduation Silent Auction and Dinner it is going on tonight. The dinner is at 5.30 until 7.30. The auction Starts at 5.30 and runs through halftime, so obviously there is a home basketball game tonight. I miss high school basketball. My uh, 13-year-old is a cheerleader, so I get to go watch uh, some of the middle school basketball. Outstanding. uh, You know. Yeah. That's all right. It'll be great. But that's going on tonight. And Project Graduation, 
provides a safe environment for the uh, graduating seniors. So the first night that they uh, graduate, <clears throat> get their diplomas, and uh, you know they want to do something, and uh, you know have uh, the opportunity to talk about it the next day. Well, this is what Project Graduation is all about. They go and uh, I, I'm not quite sure what they have lined up, but I know it includes games and snacks and facilities and a safe environment. So this is a very important cause, and I know there's a lot of people on board with it. And Pamela Drake, thank you so much for getting me the information. But that is tonight. Dinner from 5.30 until 7.30. $10 per plate at the door. The auction starts at 5.30 and will run through halftime of, uh, I guess, the uh, is it the boys' basketball game? Well, if it is, you know that uh, these kids could use your support. So if you're in the neighborhood, uh, stop on by, enjoy a great meal for a nice price, and help out Project Graduation with School of the Osage. The uh, February bicycle giveaway is going on at Nick's True Value Hardware. Uh, it is a... Uh, a fundraiser that will benefit Branches for the Lake, also the Magic Dragon Trails. We talked to uh, Chris Coulter from Nix and Stacy Pirtle, who is uh, huge with this uh, Magic Dragon Trails program yesterday. Community Foundation of the Lake going on. Don't forget, from 11 until 3, they're going to have a tailgating party at Nix True Value today. And you can stop by, enjoy some great food, meet some folks uh, that are pushing the cause. And get yourself involved. Come on, it's easy to do. And it doesn't cost you anything to stop by and check out what's going on. Nick's True Value Hardware right off of 54 and the KK exit in Osage Beach. Uh, Camden County Commission, I don't know if you were aware of this or not. Uh, maybe you What are we doing? Uh, they'd like <laughs> you to know that there is a meeting on Wednesday oh, the yeah. 15th. Uh, next Wednesday, starting at 1 o'clock at the Mid-County Fire Department meeting room. Como is hosting a presentation about broadband, and they would appreciate if this would be announced. So there you go. Very good. Thank you. All said and done, and and, and this is from Jordan Stanton, the administrative assistant. Yeah, she's our administrative. She's doing a fantastic job. Right. Um, everybody in our office is doing a great job. We've had some uh, uh, personnel mixes, mix-arounds, and, and they're just filling in those spots fantastically. Personnel and and train. Well, you I don't know, think I've it, ever heard it put like that. Well, we had to uh, we had to let someone go, and and um, uh, so the ladies in the office have stepped up very well, and they're working together fantastically, and and figuring out uh, jobs that they haven't done before, and training, and and uh, they're just doing great. I I'm very pleased with uh, with their efforts. Rick Bryant, uh, Winterfest with Lake Rotary tomorrow night. That's right. Yes. Winterfest at Lake, uh, with Lake Rotary. We had uh, see you there, Rick. Ryan Bridges uh, in to talk more about that. Good morning, Firefly Valley Farms, Bobby Lee, Matthew, as well as uh, Brian, and uh, all you folks. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. You have a monkey pickle on your desk. Oh, yeah, that's the banana that he sees. That's a monster banana. That is a big old banana. Yeah. Good gravy. I used it before I brought it in to drive in a couple of nails. <laughs> Had a couple of loose nails on the deck when I took care of that real quick. <laughs> Winterfest going on, and, and the reason Rick mentions that is because Rick will be there as the uh, auctioneer tomorrow night, auctioning off items. Hope you had a good uh, birthday, Mr. Bryant. Hope you did. Saw a lot of really uh, cool, positive messages. So let's take a moment uh, to get caught up with the uh, Camden County Presiding Commissioner. Your phone calls are welcome this morning at 573-633-5395. So what have you been up to? A whole ton of stuff, my friend. A are whole you, ton of stuff. Are you are you still glad you took the job? I am. Okay. I, I, I am. It's uh, it's fascinating. It's uh, um 
You know, some days is moving a mile a minute, and some days, you know, you can actually kick back and take a breath and catch up a little bit. So uh, it's fascinating. It's something new just about every day. Um, you know, actually, yesterday on uh, uh, Mail um, uh, Mail Hack Road, I believe it is, we had a huge sinkhole open up. Heard about and, that. And, uh, yeah, so they've been digging that out to find out how, how big and extensive it is. We'll find out a little bit later on this morning uh, what kind of a problem it is and how we're going to be able to fix that. So you never know what's going to pop up the next minute, I'll tell you. It really is that way. And uh, uh, to me, that makes it fascinating. So, yeah, we're, we're still doing just great. Loving it. Sinkhole. Not that, Cinco de Mayo, just a sinkhole. Sinkhole. Gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. <laughs> uh-huh. I was just sitting here trying to uh, remember if I had heard of anyone who was ever voted into office by the people and said, no, nah, I don't think so. I changed my mind. Changed my mind. <laughs> no, I, 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 I realized I got stuff to do. Hey, man, if you can't get out of it, get in it. That's right. Can't get out of it, get in That's it. That's right. So we'll just get in a little bit deeper. We're uh, doing these uh, working sessions, these meetings for working sessions, and I think uh, uh, they're a really good hit. I think a lot of people enjoy those. Um, it really is just the commissioners sitting there talking to each other about things in the county. I get a lot of communications. We all do get a lot of communications via email. Right. Um, and other things and uh, folks will contact us about various different issues well we can't get together two of us at a time and talk about those issues so um, and not everything necessarily needs to be talked about at a uh, a big voting uh, you know big voting commissioner meeting so uh, things don't necessarily need to be voted on all the time they just need to be talked about about which way we want to go with things and you really can't do that uh, without having some sort of a public meeting. So uh, I implemented these working sessions. And like I said, I think they're a really good hit. Uh, folks show up and just to listen. Um, the elect- Several of the office holders will show up and give input. And uh, we'll just talk about various things that are going on. So um, really enjoying doing those and, and being able to... Are they well to- attended? Um, you know, the public doesn't show up as much to those because <clears throat> we don't have public input right. on those meetings because they're really there for the commissioners to be able to sit and talk. And we want to be able to do that in front of everyone. Sure. Um, you know, that's that's why we're there. It's a great idea. Business, you know, so um, but we don't. We don't do input, mostly just because it's kind of our working session to figure out where we want to go with things, and uh, you know it doesn't want to. We don't want it to last all day and, and get into a big, huge discussion all the time. Right. But then when we put those issues on the regular agenda, that's when we can talk about those things. You know, so the there public, and it's kind of a preview for the public, in my opinion. A lot of times, you show up at a meeting. Uh, even a publicly scheduled meeting, you can see on the agenda what's going on. You still don't really know what's going on until you get there and start to listen about things, right? right. And by that time, you might not have been able to research the subject yourself or be able to give some intelligent input, whatever. So if you hear it during a working session, you can kind of know maybe something's coming up in the future mm-hmm. and then be able to give them some input. And we take emails or any kind of input otherwise, you know. So um, <clears throat> but like I say, those are really a good hit. And we've been meeting with uh, elected officials. We're doing that um, uh, every month month. We're, we're, we're starting to implement that, um, make sure that we keep that on the ground. Uh, Commissioner Gohagen has had a meeting with, uh, he, he started to do municipal meetings Uh, meetings of municipal leaders around the lake area and uh, i guess that kind of fell off for a little while but he's starting to revive that Mm -hmm. to get those folks together so we can discuss some various issues so um you know again just a lot of communication and a lot of talking about things and and making sure that everything that we're doing is above board and and out there where people can see it absolutely i think that makes all the sense in the world 
And again, people, people uh, get uh, kind of an idea of, of how to preview things. So this Verigy thing, is that, uh, is that uh, working out okay? Or, you know, it's funny. Have I've we got... hit, hit any, any snags in the, in the road there? I've got several different things on this piece of paper. And down at the very end where it says Verigy, don't want to talk about. No. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, well, it's just... Uh, <clears throat> It's disappointing to me. I'll be quite candid with you. Right. It um, because it could have been done so much better, and I'm seeing some things now, and I, and I just shake my head, and yeah. I can't, I can't get it. And and the sad part is, is I really feel um, a little helpless because you know there's a contract, there's the plans. This is what we told you, you know, way back last year, what we're going to do, right. and. Uh, uh, I I can't I can't change that stuff you know exactly. not with the, kind of stand yeah. on the sidelines and watch yeah and so it bothers me and it actually kind of hurts inside a little bit because um, it could have just been done a whole lot better but it is what it is here we got it uh, we're working through it the best we can uh, actually all of the office holders are going to take a tour of the building um, Wednesday or Friday I don't remember exactly which I have to look at my calendar so going to get a lot of input there uh, very G still says we'll be in there by March 20. I was just going to ask you, how are we doing on the deadline? Yeah. They say we'll be in there by March 20. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's all I can do, you know. Um, They have gotten the roof done, and a lot of things uh, are complete, but just a whole bunch is not. So, um, And then the freeze kind of had some problems. We had a pipe break. Um, They're having to do some rerouting of some uh, lines, water lines. The uh, issue with the, uh, the old cast iron pipe, <clears throat> that was a, a little point of contention between uh, the county and Verigy. Uh That work is all done now, and uh, so they should be ready to move on to other bigger and better things. And right. and maybe now that that's out of the way, they can really, really start hitting it hot and heavy. And, you know, Lord willing, we will be in there by March 20. We'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens, you know. Today is the 10th, so you uh, have, like, what, uh, 40 days, something like that? Yeah, yeah, you roughly. know, so, so me, oh, maybe, you know, maybe. I, I wouldn't think that there, there are, there's a lot of um, what they call site work or, um, oh, shoot, what's the other term they use for it? Uh, uh, in, uh, I can't remember the term, but it's outside work, and uh, so there's still some of that done, but otherwise I don't think weather should affect too many things now that most things are in the inside, you know? Okay. So, um, but it's moving along, and, and um, we are we're going to do some things to maybe help ensure that what we are supposed to be getting gets done. So, right. um, you know, uh, we're, we're working through it. That's all I can say, I guess. All right. Well, <laughs> something's better than nothing. We'll <clears throat> yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've spoken to a number of people, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, something that uh, has had a huge impact on the area, and that is the uh, sale of legal recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be talking, I'll just give you people a heads up. <clears throat> Excuse me, it must be something in the air. Yeah, I kinda, um, yeah, really. Uh, Fozzie Simon and I will be talking on uh, on Wednesday of next week. Fozzie, of course, an attorney. And what we need to uh, discuss is one of the things that uh, is concerning a lot of people is marijuana and your gun rights. And also marijuana and expungement. We're going to talk a little bit with Fozzie about that. But I had a chance to talk earlier in the week with David Stokes from the Show Me Institute. And one of the things we focused on was how various entities will be utilizing this this tax. Now, cities, uh, and I know uh, 
Osage Beach is going to do this, I think, and uh, maybe Camden as well. Uh, if they have a dispensary in their city, uh, there'll be an additional 3% sales tax for cities and apparently an additional 3% sales tax for counties. And uh, then you get the money and uh, who knows. And, and one of the things, though, we discussed about this is rather than you know creating new things to utilize this money with, how about just taking something that you've already got on the books? And I know roads and bridges uh, are huge in Camden County. That's one of the things you campaigned on. And uh, essentially, is that where you see a lot of this money or all of this money going? We've actually earmarked that money for road and bridge. Now, <clears throat> fascinating little story on the marijuana tax. So we did uh, bring it forward to the commission and to the people. Uh, we've written an ordinance and we discussed it. And uh, the um, consensus in the room, so I, I had thought maybe we could start a, uh, use half of it for road and bridge and half of it to maybe start a building or a capital improvements fund, uh, but um, the uh, consensus again was that it all should go road to bridge, or go, all go to road and bridge, and you know um, that's the way we went with it, and I think that's fine too. I was I was cool with that. Uh, interesting little story about it. So it'll be on the ballot. We we obviously cannot impose taxes, so it'll be on the ballot for folks to vote on in the April election, right. and um, so come on out for that. Um, but um, when we first got the directive to do it. You know, city municipalities could do three percent. Counties can do three percent. The state already has a six percent on on uh, the sale, and then I guess there's regular sales tax on top of that, no less. So fascinatingly enough, and it's called the adult use tax. So uh, fascinatingly enough, uh, another memo came out for a directive from the Department of Revenue, and uh, they said that that these taxes could not be stacked. They were rereading the ordinance or the uh, uh, the the. Uh, the amendment and and felt as though the the taxes could not be stacked mm-hmm. so uh, so therefore if let's say the city of Osage Beach uh, did their three percent and that it's going to be on the ballot for them as well then the one down the road here on the parkway within the city limits would be at three percent for the for the uh, the city but the state wouldn't or the county would not be able to put our three percent on top of that mm. so then really the only ones I think we well the <laughs> actually there's two others in Camden County and I guess we would have been able to tax both of them mm-hmm. um, but uh, come to find out the I guess the Missouri Association of counties went and complained to the Department of Revenue, uh, kind of showed them how to reread that amendment or something. So now we will be able to stack those uh, uh, taxes. So if it passes, just know that in um, uh, any municipality, there will be an additional 6% if it passes, and out in the county, it'll be 3%. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Um, well, see, the I, ones that, that I was kind of interested in with all of this was the federal government because, as we heard the other night, uh, Joe Biden is creating new and uh, interesting ways to uh, get more money out of people. And so I thought for sure that uh, uh, his legis- his administration rather would finally come around and say, you know what, we've got to just go ahead and say we'll legalize recreational mar- marijuana statewide and, uh, you know, or nationwide and, and then turn around and, you know, get our piece of the pie as well. And they haven't really moved a whole lot on it as far as what people are hearing. But there is talk behind closed doors. I can guarantee you that because I've talked to some people uh, that are in with some of our representatives as far as uh, 
you know, Josh Hawley and Eric Schmidt and uh, some of the other uh, representatives that we have, and they are talking about it. So it's I'm really surprised. They, I'm really surprised the Democrat Party didn't do that when they had the the votes to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the Republican Party just because the Republican Party will probably resist any kind of legalization at the federal level. I could right. be wrong, right. but I think that's probably what they would do. Um, I, you know, you well, know my a, philosophy that I don't believe the federal government has any authority to regulate it at all. So, yeah. um, so I, I don't really care what they think, honestly. Well, you know, they just, <laughs> they just want to be able to get their hand in the yeah, uh, cookie jar, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, everybody wants a cut. And I found out that, um, so I guess this first weekend when they went recreational, uh, there's an average of $4 million, some $4 million in the sales of um, uh, medical marijuana, which is not taxed. And then uh, certainly at least at the county and, and local level. But then the uh, recreational side, uh, sales were over $8 million the first weekend that they opened the doors. Yeah, so, well, Ed, uh, you, you, we talked about that, and uh, I, I was just, you know, let's see, what are we going to do? Uh, let's see, we've got... Uh, Groceries we've got to get this weekend. You know, we've got to pay for uh, Johnny's soccer practice. Uh, we've got a car payment due. Uh, utility bills are due. Oh, but look, they just opened the dispensary. That's right. Screw let's go. that. Let's go, boys. <laughs> so it was like $12 million. You know, they opened the doors, and Missourians spent like $12 million. So the four you mentioned on medical and the eight on recreational. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, though, with everybody trying to get their their piece of the pie, if that's not going to push people to go back to, you know, the dealer on the street corner, because the the, the amount I mean, okay, fine, great. It's recreational. You can buy it in the dispensary. But, you know, for some reason, if they came to your house and knocked on your door and you had marijuana, how are they going to know whether or not you bought it from a dealer or if you bought it at a dispensary? Well, they're not going to know, and quite candidly, I don't even know if they can ask you. Um, now, so if you grow they, it in your house, they can ask you, and then uh, there goes your Fourth Amendment right right out the door. Well, from the federal government. Yeah. Oh, well, Fourth Amendment. Well, yes. If Yes, if you get a card um, and, and are going to grow it, then, yeah, they can come into your house anytime they want to. So that's kind of crazy, but... Um, I don't. If I, I'm not law enforcement, and I, I don't know. I, I've read the some of the issues on it, and had some briefings on how some of the language looks, and it really ties the hands of law enforcement. Sure does. It really does. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that there are some things that you could wind up being found. You know that that you're not in compliance. But to get to that, you know, when you talk about evidence and searches and all those things, uh, to get to that point to find out that you have marijuana you're not supposed to have or too much or whatever. Um, it's a heck of a barrier to get there. Yeah, you know, uh, if uh, if they if if uh, officer pulls over a car and they smell marijuana, see marijuana, that is not grounds for a search anymore. That used to be automatically, a, you know, a probable cause, reasonable suspicion, probable cause. Right. It is not anymore. So I, you know, um, interesting. I don't know how they're going to do their job or what how it is going to affect their job. Um, it's going to be difficult for them. It's my understanding that any drug dog that has been trained on marijuana, which would I would think all of them, mm-hmm. uh, are they're going to have to be decommissioned uh, because at least for the state of Missouri. Well, maybe they can do other things. Well, you can't unteach them. 
No, you can't. You know, so, no. so they might have to sell them to another state or, or something of that nature or retire them. I don't really know what uh, what they'll do, you know. But, right on. Um, so it's going to be something interesting. Um, I, too, worried about, you know, uh, um, with the stacking of taxes, what the black market would wind up doing. But we'll just have to see in the long run. We sure will. 831, we'll step aside for our bottom of the hour information break. Ike Skelton is here, and you can talk with him directly at 573-633-5395. He is happy to take your phone calls. A guy that does not shy away from uh, anything that you have on your mind. So call us this morning. Dave Moppin coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 10th. An anonymous officer in the Lake Area Narcotics Enforcement Group has been awarded State Task Force Officer of the Year by the Missouri Highway Patrol. The task force officer was awarded the honor on Wednesday, but their identity remained undisclosed due to the nature of their undercover work. In a two-week period in July alone, the officer conducted 10 search warrants, which resulted in the seizure of over 500 fentanyl capsules, methamphetamine, and firearms. During that time, the officer arrested eight subjects, resulting in 24 different felony counts. And a friendly wager between museums, Kansas City's Nelson Atkins Museum of Art and the Philadelphia Museum of Art are wagering paintings on the results of the Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl game. In the wager, the winning city's museum will receive the other's painting on loan. The names of the masterworks will be revealed after curators at the respective museums huddle to consider the potential spoils of victory. On Wednesday night, a hearing in the House Emerging Issues Committee marked the renewal of the year's long effort to legalize sports betting in the state. However, the committee did not vote on the bills, and Chairman Bill Hardwick of Waynesville said after the hearing he was uncertain when a vote would occur. According to the fiscal analysis of the bills, sports betting is expected to bring between 6 and $22 million in tax revenue in the first year it's legal and is expected to grow up to $29 million in four years. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. Don't miss the 2023 Home Business and Lake Living Expo coming to the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center on February 17th and 18th. Join us Friday 3 to 7 or Saturday 9 to 5 and explore goods and services for home, business, and lake leisure all under one roof. Free admission, free parking, free shuttle, plus attendees can register to participate in various door prize giveaways. Expo 2023 is presented by the Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce and sponsored by Central Bank and Oakstar Bank. For more information, visit camdentonchamber.com. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend Friday, and the Chiefs are in it again. Wow, here we go. A big game, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Who's your pick? Who's going to win it? The Eagles have been a slight favorite for the last couple of weeks. Both teams go in with a whole lot of identical things going on, including their record 16-3. and 
It's going to be interesting who you got. High school basketball tonight, plenty of that, including Camdenton uh, at home against a really good top 10 Bolivar team. The uh, Camdenton Lakers 11-10 and 10 on the season. One of the better local teams this year uh, is from Max Creek. The Lady Pirates are 17-5. and five. You saw their game earlier this week against Dadesville. Lady Pirates 17-5. and five. The boys are 14-7, and seven, having won 8 of 11. Having a really good season at Max Creek. Eldon is seven and twelve. They'll be at California tonight. Osage nine and eleven at home against Conway tonight. And Versailles sixteen and six, taking a couple of days off after a very successful season so far. College hoops tomorrow. Mizzou will be busy on the road against number six Tennessee. The Tigers eighteen and six on the season. MSU Bears thirteen and twelve will play on Sunday against Evansville. St. Louis. Blues come out of the All-Star break tomorrow. They'll be at home against the Coyotes. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and you don't want to miss Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. He's got trivia, sports, and news. It's Lake TV. You can watch that on Como Channel 90, on Roku, Fire Stick, absolutely free, or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. A notable quote came out of the 2017 Tony Awards when newbie actor Ben Platt told young people everywhere, the things that make you strange are the things that make you powerful. The media loved it, but it simply reflects their secular humanist worldview. Humanists love diversity because in their view there is no absolute truth or any good thing better than another. But it isn't true. Everybody knows that people united accomplish more than people divided. We intuitively desire to fit in rather than be weird. One of our national mottos is E Pluribus Unum. Its meaning is that from many people we get one united nation. It reflects the biblical truth expressed by Jesus, that we become one just as he and the Father are one. Oneness is where true strength lies. Being strange is the opposite. It sounds fun and quirky, but it's childish advice. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. Key Gathering Place is presenting an eight-week series created by the Patriot Academy, beginning Friday, February 17, from 6 to 8 p.m. The format is video followed by discussion. Bible believers need to grasp the relationship between serving God and preserving our freedoms. You will learn how America's founders study biblical principles to secure the blessings of liberty. 
The class is free, and an optional workbook is available. Register at www.keygatheringplace.com calendar. We're happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, The Key. Hour of the Daily Show with Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, Camden County Presiding Commissioner, who's getting us caught up. We haven't seen Ike for a while, and so we thought we'd uh, have him in here this morning. Now, I hope the guy that's got you on after me isn't listening to the show and just, you know, writing down everything we're saying. We're prepared. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a phone call, caller. I appreciate you joining us this morning. You're on the Daily Show. What's up? On the marijuana issue, yes, sir. Uh, Ike, uh, could you uh, give us a general idea what the cost is to the county for all the law enforcement, uh, all the court time and judges and bailiffs and uh, the police uh, chasing down the use of marijuana? There is What none. is that cost? And... <laughs> And, how and, and what is how does it relate relate to that income that you're talking about coming to the county? Well, I I'll be honest, I don't know, Herb. I'll be honest with you, I, I just don't know what they um, you know what is the metric and how do you how do you calculate that on on spending? I know a lot of money goes through these drug task forces that we have, and uh, they're now going to have to pivot away from marijuana. They're not going to be able to. I mean. Yeah, there's still some illegalities when it comes to possession of marijuana and growing it and whatever, uh, but it is very, um, I think, ambiguous, and it's going to be very difficult to... Uh, it's not going to be a primary charge, I don't think. I think it's something they're going to, if anything, you know, maybe you're being investigated or called on because of something else. Uh, let's say a domestic violence situation, right? And uh, law enforcement gets called out for that. And while they're there, they notice some great big grow operation in your house without a card or what have you. Then then I can see them uh, doing something with that. But I just don't see it being a, uh, a first um, first line type of offense anymore at all, Herb. I think that um, it's going to make their job a lot more difficult, I truly believe. You bring up two interesting points, Ike, and and one of which is, you know, when we talk about red flag laws, let's talk uh, about somebody who owns firearms and might be growing marijuana in their home illegally. And Mm -hmm. so somebody knows that. But instead of saying, well, you know, we think this person is growing marijuana illegally in their home, they say, well, you know, this guy came to work the other day and he was a little uh, perturbed and he owns guns and I think maybe somebody ought to go over to his house and check him out. What what, what, what really also stands out in my mind with all of this is how they used to say marijuana is a gateway drug. Okay, so now we've legalized it in the state of Missouri on the medical level and we've legalized it on the recreational level. And I know there was one person I talked to that used to say all the time, marijuana is a gateway drug. Well, so is alcohol. Well, exactly. For sure. And, and, and let's see how that all plays out. Could we look yeah. at another state where they've legalized recreational marijuana and see if maybe other types of drugs, uh, sales, use, uh, possession, 
what have you, similar to what the caller is talking about here, and see how that uh, plays into the realm of uh, of trying to take care of this. But, uh, uh, caller, I think that uh, you make some very interesting points this morning, and thanks for joining us. Well, nicotine, for example, uh, kills people. I have had several relatives and close friends killed at a very early age because of their addiction to nicotine. And I've lost several family members to alcohol, you know, al- to become alcoholics. Sure. Now, I have lost uh, relatives to uh, abuse of cocaine, but I've never mm-hmm. lost anybody to to using pot other than some of them got a little lazy while some of them got more industrious you know it's a it's kind of a toss-up there right. and considering that they're driving the cost up to the consumer with all the taxes and law enforcement that goes along with it up to i mean i have no idea but what is what is a pound of pot cost nowadays is it up around two thousand dollars let's say i have no clue you're asking the wrong people okay when when the when the actual cost to grow one is just basically in the seeds and what kind of soil you have so your cost is under thirty dollars a pound you know at a maximum well, you see know, what they've and, done. Though. And yet here they're driving the they're driving the cost up to several thousands of dollars, and uh, uh, the poor person who just gets along on you know a, a, a busboy's income or whatnot uh, that makes up a major part of his income. Well, you know, I I tend to agree with you in one regard because what Missouri has done through this initiative process and the way we've done this with medical marijuana and then recreational marijuana, we have created a monopoly in in uh, in Missouri. And if you don't have permission from the government, you can't be free when it comes to this issue, one hundred percent anyway. Uh, so they've given us just enough liberty and freedom that if you go by from these particular individuals, then we'll let you go ahead and get away with that. And oh, by the way we are going to tax you too and and quite candidly as as a uh, government entity now we are going to put it on the ballot for the folks to see if they uh want to tax these sales so um sure i I, thir- I thoroughly get your point i truly do unfortunately this is the mess that we've gotten missouri into uh, as you have alluded to numerous times i would truly rather that we had free market we had liberty and we could just treat the stuff like tomatoes but that's not where we are today so unfortunately tomatoes yeah. tomatoes that's, yeah. right. that's, that's the best analogy yes sir thank you my friend thanks for the phone call here this morning uh, you know and the interesting part about this again is you you go to because they drive the cost up for uh, recreational marijuana because everybody wants a piece of the pie uh, Vicky made an interesting point. It's scary, and another way to lace fentanyl in the marijuana. You mm. never know what you're going to get, especially if they take it to the street and sell it, which is dangerous. It sure is. So do I pay the price at the dispensary, which uh, could be two, three, four, five, ten times higher than if I buy a bag from a dealer, but then again, I don't know if that marijuana might very well be laced with fentanyl. So never can tell. Ah, six and one half dozen of another. And, 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 and what do you do and how do you do it? Because it creates, and, and obviously we're in the early stages of this. We'd have to probably look at some other states to see what's happened there. 
and maybe use that as a bit of a guide. But at the same time, we don't want to regulate our system like they do in other states. We want to do it as we see fit and uh, what we see to be the best direction to, to go with all of this. And, and, and I don't want to get stuck on this particular topic because I know you've probably got some other things you'd like to mention. Yeah, I do. There's just one other one little thing I'll, I'll leave this at, and, and um, I talked to you a little bit about off-air. I didn't really – it didn't dawn on me why we had three dispensaries in our area because there are only so many licenses across the state. Right. And then I got to realizing they really kind of knew what was coming down the pike. Oh, I sure think that did. recreational marijuana was going to get here. Yep. And now in the state of Missouri, all you have to do is have a valid ID, uh-huh. and you can get in the door. So this summer, um, I expect um, as the, the – uh, Spring leaves get on the trees. I'd imagine it's going to be pretty green in this area when the, when the tourists start coming down. I was just going to say <laughs> when when these people knew that you know this is a tourist area, so when these folks are out on their boats and they're out doing what they're doing, yeah, we can just run by the sp- dispensary, get some weed, and hey, this is, what That's a great exactly what's going to happen. What a great place. So on to other things, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so as we uh, as I had mentioned, uh, you know, during the campaign, we were going to redo the master plan and the ULUC code. Yes, sir. Uh, Stacy Shore has stepped forward with Shore Shore Realty, uh, stepped forward to uh, take on the task of forming a uh, working group to start working through the master plan and the ULUC code. Uh, so they're working on that. Uh, on that also, we knew that sometime there were some setback problems with planning and zoning, uh, so we changed that language and we got that done. It's been passed. It's revised. Um, we also know that there are problems with um, some lot sizes and how you can build some things. That language is being worked on now still. It's a little tricky when you start talking about wastewater and some other things, so we have to make sure that language is correct and they're working on that. Um, uh, we have uh, can, still on planning and zoning there were several I think like five vacancies or maybe six vacancies on the planning and zoning board almost to the point where we couldn't even have a quorum to do business so uh, we've worked very heavily on that we've uh, um, I think we've appointed four people and there are two positions available right now if you are in the Niangua uh, district uh, the Niangua Township or in the Kahika Township, uh, we need some a couple of folks, one folks, one person from each of those townships on planning and zoning. So uh, the Kahika is uh, Commissioner Don Williams' district. You can contact him. And the Niangua uh, Township is Commissioner James Gohagen. You can contact him if you'd like to put your hat in the ring. Uh, Max Creek Park has been an issue that's been um, kind of a burr under a lot of people's saddle for quite some time. Uh, uh, we have finally completed uh, that task, and yesterday at a meeting, <clears throat> we um, got uh, Jim Sherrill uh, has uh, created another board, a park board. They have a 5013C, so they can start raising some money. We've signed a contract with them now. They're going to lease the park, and uh, they're going to be fully responsible for how it operates. So I think the people of Max Creek are pretty happy about that. Uh, Commissioner Will- Williams spearheaded that and, and made sure that that got completed. Uh, we've talked with the water districts through uh, ARPA funds. We've tried to, the previous commission tried, gave 
uh, encumbered some money to them and wanted to be able to use that money to um, kind of uh, make it grow, as it were, and leverage it for some money from the state revolving fund. However, um, although the state came out with this checklist that if you go over, you know, you're going to be higher up on the list and, and possibly be selected. And I think that our water districts did a really good job with that. Commissioner Gohagen uh, was on top of that and, and helped make sure that some of those things and, and the 21% matching funds was one of the things we did or they did. Uh, that was that was prior to me coming on board. Um, but then the state pretty much just wiped out every one of our requests and uh, come to find out what they really drew down on was medium household income. And unfortunately, an awful lot of places around Lake of the Ozarks just don't quite, you would think. But, yeah. But it doesn't quite match that. So so we went ahead and released all the encumbered funds that we had available for those water districts. So now at least whatever it was that were earmarked for them, they can start trying to get something done with. Um, we have a lot of uh, surplus real estate around the uh, county. Um, some of it's a little bitty pieces that don't mean much. Some of it's actually fairly interesting pieces of property. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is across from uh, Lafada's there in uh, off of HH. Uh, we and then the other one that we're looking at uh, is the um, the parking lot out by the amphitheater. So the parking lot out by the amphitheater, we have requests out for this. Has to be surveyed, platted, and then we're going to put that up for sale as sale as this piece of property that we have out on HH. So um, as we continue on through the year, we're going to continue to look at pieces of property like that hmm. that might be, um, you know, worth getting, uh, getting. I mean, you know, why does the county need to have a bunch of property? We, we, don't, we don't need to have this surplus property out You're there. not in the real so, estate business? Not in the real estate yeah, business. Yeah. So, you know, let's get that out for folks who want to sure. develop it, use it, what have you. Um, so we're looking at that. Um, we already mentioned the broad bre- broadband presentation from Como. Uh, it's mid- on Wednesday at 1 o'clock at the Big yep. County Fire Protection District's meeting room there. Thank you, sir. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, and uh, we're really working hard on getting one thing that I found kind of crazy that when a job opening would come up that you might get one or two resumes, you know, and, and the same thing with bid openings. Uh, you might get one or two bids on a particular item, whatever it might be. So I've worked very hard with um, our HR people and uh, as well as purchasing, and now we're starting to see uh, we're getting using Indeed as well as making sure that there are those job openings on our website mm-hmm. and other things to try to bring in more applicants and, um, you know, op- open up the pool of who might be available for these jobs. It's just probably one of those situations where people need to know that it's on Indeed. It's on uh, the county's website. It's on, I I know you post them on your Facebook page. Yes, I sure have before. We might do something like that more in the future, have an actual HR Facebook page or something. I haven't worked through all of those. We are doing a revamp of our website. There's a lot of moving parts we're uh, taking care of in the county right now. A lot of different things moving around. And um, I hope that by the end of the year, um, there will be a, a new feel to an awful lot of things. I believe that uh, you can also, if I'm not mistaken, you can uh, tell people to uh, maybe send their uh, w- their email address, and you can uh, put them on a list, and when openings become available, they'll automatically get an email, and it could pertain to anything. It could pertain to planning and zoning, uh, you know, an office position, what have you, mm-hmm. but it's out there, mm-hmm. and everybody knows about it, so... Yes, absolutely, and you can also uh, give us your email address, and uh, we'll put you on a mailing list so that you will get the agenda, our commission meetings agenda, directly into your inbox so that you can be more prepared and informed as to whether you want to attend or not. Rightio. How's the uh, equipment coming as far as 
uh, doing those meetings live. But do you have to wait till you get back into? We don't. We it, it would be better, you know, broadband and having good internet connection is important for a live feed. We don't have that maybe as well in some places, um, even in in our commissioner building, and as well as um, uh, over in in the justice center where we have some meetings over there. So, right. so we had a little brush up on this yesterday. So fine. What I think we're we are going to decide to do is start having all of our meetings out at the Oats building. Where planning and zoning does them now, that's where all of our AV equipment is uh, for live feed and recording. So uh, we might just start having all of our meetings out there so that they can be live fed. And then once we get back into the courthouse, Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be definitely an absolutely top priority. Cobra's checking in here. He says, I hope they address the cameras in the meeting and allow, uh, let's see, cameras in the rooms that they are in. Uh, You can live feed. They just don't know how to. Awesome, Vicky says. Changes for the good of the county. Thank you, Ike. You bet. Thank you. So yeah, I think that uh, this is this is probably the direction people have wanted to see county government go for a long time. And uh, you three gentlemen are working well together. It sounds like. Yeah, I think yeah we get along good. Um, we're philosophically on uh, pretty much the same plane in a lot of areas. You so you, you know, yeah. Well, I would imagine that, uh, like anything else, it uh, has its ups, its downs. Let's talk a little bit about maybe the lighter side of the job, something you don't get to talk about a whole lot, I'm sure, because you always have to be serious (laughs) and concentrate on the issues. What are some of the interesting things that uh, you've seen and done since you've been, uh, been county commissioner, as far as maybe not something that is overly involved you know some of these things that we've talked about uh gravel gate and uh, you know this thing with verigy some of those headaches but anything anything fun and exciting about the job do you get to go talk to the kids at school and say you know stay in school be smart you know do you do your thing don't let them try to tell you you're a boy when you're a girl or a girl when you're a boy and <laughs> well you know um you know we just sit around sometimes and you know and um we find different aspects of the job, you know, very interesting, and and we see some things that are it's incredibly ironic, you. you know, yeah, some things like that, you know, and and when you're in the inner workings of what's actually happening, uh, um, there are some things that you find out that are just crazy nuts. Why do we do things that yeah. way, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, just the camaraderie of of, uh, of the fellow commissioners and, and anybody you work now, with. Now, without going into detail, as presiding commissioner of Camden County, are you privy to any information that most of us aren't? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Maybe some law enforcement stuff, you know. Is there any place where they're hiding UFOs here in Camden County? <laughs> no, I haven't been told about it yet. Okay, all right. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and the other things, there. you know, I, I've not been invited to a lot of things. We did go see the SB40 uh, um, uh, board folks and, and how they do some of their things. Uh, well, you were invited to um, the uh, key radio after hours yeah, gathering. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we did and that. After, that, that, that was a fan job. Yep, that was fantastic. Um, but uh, we'll be doing a lot more of those things. I'm involved in the Missouri Association of Counties. Um, and we'll be doing some legislative things. I'll go up to the Capitol occasionally and maybe do some, um, give some testimony and, and do a little bit of lobbying for a few different things. Um, we just got a lot of moving parts right now. You know, once we get a few things settled out, right. you know, we might uh, be able to get out of the office a little more. I want to start really heavy focusing on road and bridge. We've got a lot of work to do there, a lot of things to reorganize and reevaluate um, and put some emphasis on. I want to be able to get out and start seeing all of our different offices and actually go out and meet people and see them um, to get out of the office. So I'm looking forward to that coming around. Well, you know, it's it's kind of hard to plan for uh, this 
tax increase that may happen on marijuana if it goes. And, and I kind of think people, especially people who don't use marijuana, are going to say, yeah, you want to tax it? That's fine. No problem. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, trying to get all your ducks in a row. So if that money becomes available, but then what if it doesn't? And you've wasted all that time trying to uh, put a plan in place, and you have to go back to the way you were doing things. So well, it's, sure, a, it's a sure, slippery slope, delicate process, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, surely not going to spend any money we don't have until we get it. So um, I don't want to look – I mean, look, I, having toured the Road and Bridge building and, and the facility that they work in, um, we could spend a lot of money to get them up to speed. Yeah. So it's going to take some time, um, you know – and again, like this, the sinkhole opening up. You know, we, you can't plan for that kind of thing. You nope. can you can have a little contingency money out there, but you don't know how much you're going to need, and right. and you really need to use that. So how much you just leave sitting around waiting in case something happens. So, so then, do you do you get on the reactive kind of side of things? Well, we've got one sinkhole. I wonder if there's any more anywhere that we need to be looking for, or at least you know, send some people around to take a look at things. And and how do you do that? How do you effectively do that and not waste time and not waste money because there are so many other things that you're dealing with? Well, it's called the public, and they will let us know when things are going wrong. So, uh, And I I appreciate that because, as you just said, we don't have the time or the manpower to be out running around and Mm -hmm. looking at all these. They try, uh, but they just can't. You can't possibly do it. Oh, the cart map has been uh, uh, redone, too, so we're going to get into that very soon. Very good. But uh, So, yeah, the public helps out and uh, lets us know what's going on. 9 o'clock straight up on the Midwest Coast. And we thank our presiding commissioner of Camden County, Mr. Ike Skelton, for joining us here this morning. I know he's got uh, got, a, uh, got a turn and burn. And uh, we appreciate you taking some time with us. Stick around, folks. After we hear from Stacey Johnson from thelakeexpo.com and Chris Schneider with Lake TV, we will talk it over with our good buddy, the gadfly, the one and only Dave Boppin, and take our weekly journey among the dogwoods on The Daily Show. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 10th. An anonymous officer in the Lake Area Narcotics Enforcement Group has been awarded State Task Force Officer of the Year by the Missouri Highway Patrol. The task force officer was awarded the honor on Wednesday, but their identity remained undisclosed due to the nature of their undercover work. In a two-week period in July alone, the officer conducted 10 search warrants, which resulted in the seizure of over 500 fentanyl capsules, methamphetamine, and firearms. During that time, the officer arrested eight subjects, resulting in 24 different felony counts. And a friendly wager between museums, Kansas City's Nelson Atkins Museum of Art and the Philadelphia Museum of Art, are wagering paintings on the results of the Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl game. In the wager, the winning city's museum will receive the other's painting on loan, The names of the masterworks will be revealed after curators at the respective museums huddle to consider the potential spoils of victory. On Wednesday night, a hearing in the House Emerging Issues Committee marked the renewal of the year's long effort to legalize sports betting in the state. However, the committee did not vote on the bills, and Chairman Bill Hardwick of Waynesville said after the hearing he was uncertain when a vote would occur.
According to the fiscal analysis of the bills, sports betting is expected to bring between 6 and $22 million in tax revenue in the first year it's legal and is expected to grow up to $29 million in four years. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend Friday. And the Chiefs are in it again. Wow, here we go. A big game. The Chiefs and the Eagles. Who's your pick? Who's going to win it? The Eagles have been a slight favorite for the last couple of weeks. Both teams go in with a whole lot of identical things going on, including their record 16-3. and It's going to be interesting who you got. High school basketball tonight. Plenty of that, including Camdenton uh, at home against a really good top 10 Bolivar team the uh, Camdenton Lakers 11 and 10 on the season one of the better local teams this year uh, is from Max Creek the Lady Pirates are 17 and 5 you saw their game earlier this week against Dadesville Lady Pirates 17 and 5 the boys are 14 and 7 having won 8 of 11 having a really good season at Max Creek Eldon is 7 and 12 they'll be at California tonight Osage 9 and 11 at home against Conway tonight and Versailles 16 and 6 taking a couple of days off after a very successful season so far. College hoops tomorrow. Mizzou will be busy on the road against number 6 Tennessee. The Tigers 18 and 6 on the season. MSU Bears 13 and 12 will play on Sunday against Evansville. St. Louis Blues come out of the All-Star break tomorrow. They'll be at home against the Coyotes. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and you don't want to miss Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. He's got trivia, sports, and news. It's Lake TV. You can watch that on Como Channel 90, on Roku, Fire Stick, absolutely free, or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. Key Radio KEYK brings you this message from Mental Health America of the Heartland. Are you experiencing fear, depression, anxiety, isolation? Compassionate Ear Warmline is a safe place for adults to get support. Call 866 866- 
9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Trained operators are here if you need someone to talk to. The call is free, Programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. You want it, you got it. Another hour of the Daily Show, and we thank you for joining us here on this uh, beautiful Friday morning. 39 degrees, the expected high today, so uh, we're not going to uh, be out there running around in our uh, tank tops and shorts and flip-flops. I might. That's just how I roll. This weather to me is just like paradise. And then, of course, you drop about 70 pounds on top of it, and it's... Wow. <laughs> it'll be my, it'll, hopefully it'll be my first summer where, you know, I don't sweat just sitting in the house thinking about it. Well, I'm always impressed that you can just pull off the shorts no matter how cold it gets. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. Morning clouds will give way to afternoon sunshine. A high today of 39, clear and 22 tonight. Sunny and 49 tomorrow. Mostly sunny on Super Bowl Sunday and 59. Sunshine in 55 on Monday, rain in 53 on Valentine's Day, but that's not a bad thing. Guys, do me a favor. Do yourselves, do all of yourselves a huge favor and get out and get it done this weekend. Whatever uh, you know you want to do, don't walk into a florist on Tuesday and say, can I get a dozen roses? Because you know what they're going to do if they have any left? They're going to jack you, and uh, with good reason. You know, I mean, it's like they you, you knew this was coming up. That's right. Some guys will wake up on on Tuesday morning and go, "Oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day." You don't you don't want to be that one of those pathetic guys at the CVS card selection where there's like four Valentine's Day cards yeah, left, and yeah. you have to scratch out grandmother and like to my wife, like not to grandma. To exactly. Wife. Like if we were smart, you'd think we would just one Valentine's Day buy ten cards. 
and then just take nine of them and yeah. stick them stick them in the drawer. Yeah. And then next year, I mean, they, they don't change, right? It's not like it matters. Well, it depends. No, what, you, what could, you could oh. be in my shoes and have a little That's bit true. of a change. Well, I mean, you just get a generic. I mean, unless there's some gender change, I think you'll be I okay. Where it says wife, I can't put that in. I have to scratch that part out. <laughs> Otherwise, you might be making promises. Yeah. Sonny in 67, he wants to marry me. <laughs> it's, it's an engagement. Sonny in 67 on Wednesday of next week. Then we'll get into the low 40s on Thursday and Friday. And then re- Found nicely again into the following weekend, where we're going to see some more uh, mid-50s, upper 50s, 60-degree weather. Uh, February, as far as uh, what we're seeing now, looks pretty darn nice. Lake level, 656.54. River level at 559.8. Surface water temp at 40 degrees. And the winter drawdown is underway, folks. So loosen up those cables if that's something that you typically have to do. And if you are new to the lake and you're not quite sure about what the winter drawdown is all about, don't wait. Call your uh, dock company if you have any questions and concerns, and then make sure when everything starts to go back up, you have somebody come out, check all the electrical lines, and do all that good stuff because uh, the weather, uh, duress, you name it, there's all kinds of different things that uh, can screw with your dock. And you don't want to find out about it the hard way. As you can hear, 9-11 is our time. And our good buddy, the gadfly, Dave Maupin, is in the studio. As we are on the eve of another uh, big event at School of the Osage. We're going to be doing that tomorrow morning. That's correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got a whole crew. It's going to be me, you, Monica, the Paisleys. Got uh-huh. the Paisleys roped in. Right. So, What about Bill Munhausen? No. No. no I gave no. him a break this time. Oh, okay. All right. I think it created a lot of stress for him last time. I don't want to, I want him to have a nice, relaxed weekend. Yeah, that's true. Things go well when the boss is, is calm. So we'll do that tomorrow morning. And what it is, essentially, is these kids come from all over the place, uh, and they meet at the School of the Osage, and they have like a competition, and uh, they talk about a variety of different things, politics and radio and poetry and, and you name it. That's right. And it's uh, it's actually pretty cool because I think as older people, it gives me hope for the future. Yeah, Because right. someday one of these people may be in a position, one of these young people may be in a position to make a decision that affects all of us. And, you know. Well, it, you know, one of the cool things about it, too, is I think that uh, because when the, the schools rotate as to who hosts it, so you have a bunch of different schools that, you know, the kids go from school to school each weekend and do them. Yeah. And one of the nice things is when, the like, for example, they're coming to Osage, all the parents of the kids, we're the ones that are the judges and the mm-hmm. volunteers. We actually have to switch regular folks who come in there and uh, get to sit down and, and basically judges gets. Now, sometimes... We're not always the most qualified judges because we are just regular people. But uh, it's kind of cool to get and sit down there and see how much work these kids put into it. Yeah. And it's kind of it's it's a rare kind of event where when your school's hosting it, suddenly all the parents are the ones. We're suddenly the ones that step up, and it's like as if we were providing the referees or umpires for games or something. You know, yeah. it's like we all just get, show up on one weekend and we do it. Well, i got to say good morning to uh, some more folks that are joining us, Vicki and Brandon and uh, the mayor of Osage Beach. And, Mayor, I'm glad you're listening this morning. Keep an eye on your uh, your Facebook page because I'm going to be sending you a request to join me possibly next week on the program. haven't talked to uh, Michael Harmison, the mayor of Osage Beach, in a while, so we wanted to do that, get an update on some things going on, what's uh, happening for the new year. Doug Beck has uh, sent me... Uh, a message as well, Faithbridge Mobile Food Pantry will be at uh, Stoutland this afternoon. Take a look at the latest edition to of Lake Sun to learn more. And i got to tell you, we were um, happy to talk about uh, the Faithbridge Mobile Food 
Pantry with Doug Beck. Uh, several weeks ago, they're doing good things, and they're going to be uh, canvassing the community, not only with food, but other necessities that uh, people might uh, want to pick up on. Also, they're working with uh, some other uh, local organizations to provide information on things like uh, domestic violence and uh, just some general information. I think they're going to work with some people uh, from the hospitals as well and get the information out to the masses, and that is great, Doug. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to everyone at FaithBridge Mobile Food Pantry and uh, all the folks that have made it happen. Kathy says, morning from Florida. Oh, well, that's nice. That's, uh, somebody's enjoying themselves. I was rubbing it in. Good morning, Kathy, and I hope you enjoy your time in Florida. Have uh, have a good time there wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, and we thank you for joining us here in good old Missouri, listening to The Daily Show. I got to finally meet Kathy here not too terribly long ago. What a sweet lady. Thank you so much. Uh, we are going to get on to our uh, weekly conversation with Dave Maupin about, uh, of course, his blog, Among the Dogwoods, keeping an <laughs> eye on uh, local Camden County Commission meetings, school board meetings, special road district meetings, anything that he feels uh, is necessary and he likes to attend. And then he uh, gives you all of the information. You subscribe to the blog. You've got it anytime you want to read it as soon as he updates it. And then, of course, you can join him every Friday here at 910 to find out more. What's on the uh, agenda for this morning, sir? We are not going to talk about Chinese reconnaissance balloons. Oh, well. There's going to be no balloon talk. Good news. This hour. So everyone can finally get a break because if you go on Fox, that's all they're talking about. (laughs) And really, uh, it's what the media is talking about. So at this point... KP, we said we were not going to talk about it. Well, I'm just saying, (laughs) all I'm talking about is is, is whatever you're hearing from the media is probably a bunch of cockamamie BS anyway, so there's there's no need to pay attention to it. Just just join us and and, and get an update on local government. It was funny because they had one senator or something like that on there, and he was complaining because he's like, they brief us... One thing and tell us it's classified, and then an hour later they tell everybody in the news briefing. I, I actually heard that. You're right. <laughs> all right. So this is this is not classified information. This is all public information. So this we had a uh, county we had a commission meeting on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty big crowd. I was kind of surprised when I in fact when I walked in, Lisa was outside and she said, "Oh man, you're not even going to be able to find a seat in there." So came around and it was packed. Uh, Luckily, I was able to sit down because for some reason, people prefer to stand. I'd like to sit, take my time, <laughs> relax a little. Uh, and it looked like it was going to be a long meeting. Right, <laughs> right. Like standing for that long. So the, uh, the, the first item that came up was they're talking about cart maps. So we know the cart map. People don't know the cart map for the county. It's basically a, a map of all the county roads uh, that, that Road and Bridge has to maintain. And so the cart map's important because that also uh, helps to determine how much money we get uh, that 11 cents uh, based, we get a percentage and percentage, I think, of the fuel tax based on mileage. Right. And uh, people might not realize this, but Camden County actually, for a, a rural county, what they consider like not an urban county, mm-hmm. like St. Louis, or we are have some, we maybe have the most county road mileage of, I think we're like one or two or three out of all the counties in Missouri besides like the major urban counties. Sure. So we have a lot of roads. And you wouldn't necessarily know it based on our population, but for some reason, it might be partially because of the lake. Because, you know, you've got this big gap and then all the roads have to go around it. Yeah. So you end up increasing the road mileage. Certainly do. Yes, sir. I think I might have just solved that mystery. I never knew that. I just figured it out. We'll a bridge somewhere. Yeah, a couple more bridges. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, 
so they they've they've been finalizing the cart map and what they're basically doing is they're actually going out and trying to measure the mileage now okay. they're saying we maintain these roads we're going to drive them we're going to measure the mileage and it looks like we're actually going to have 16 17 fewer miles that we're not going to have to maintain there you go so that's good news yeah. because that's going to save work because what you don't want is you don't want to be spending money maintaining roads that uh maybe aren't your roads or you aren't supposed to be maintaining or more importantly that you're not getting paid to maintain yes and this came up we talked about it a couple uh shows ago where we were actually we had actually been maintaining like some of miller county's roads and some of laclede county's roads because they were, we were kind of shared and there was an issue about where we started and where we stopped maintaining those roads i gotcha because we might have been doing more than our share on some of them that happens when you get a county that borders counties that uh, maybe have a little bit of an issue uh, being able to, you know, maintain the roads. I know Miller County is a big one. They're a third-class county. We're a first-class county. Right. And in talking with their presiding commissioner, Tom Wright, uh, for years, he has since moved on. But uh, that was always one of the big concerns that he had was being able to maintain the roads to the point where, you know, if they could get a little assistance from uh, some of the neighboring counties uh, right there on the on the county lines, that would be beneficial. But a, a lot of times uh, uh, people took it upon themselves, and he didn't really mind as long as, you know, they weren't destroying the road, that they were maybe uh, just uh, running down the gravel and, uh, and grading it so that people could uh, could through that uh, particular section. Yeah, I think for some of the Miller County roads, the issue was uh, it's difficult. Some of the areas, it's difficult for them to get their equipment over there right. because, you know, rivers and there's a lake. And so I think that was part of the thing. But you right. know, then we just need to be reimbursed for that. Yeah, so so that's good. We're, we're going to lose some mileage. So maybe the guys won't. That's less roads that they'll have to take care of. Um, uh, Commissioner Skelton talked about the marijuana sales tax. We we mentioned it before that's going to go on the ballot. There's a six percent state tax sales tax on marijuana, three percent municipal, three percent county, um, up to three percent I think, but it has to be approved by voters. And uh, the the what had come out they they figured out that you can't uh, stack the county and the municipal tax on a dispensary. So if it's in a municipal area where it could be taxed, then that municipality is the only person beside or organization besides the state that can tax it mm -hmm. and if it's an unincorporated county then the county taxes it right so you can't have a county and a city tax on the state so i'm looking at the month of april when this election is supposed to take place and i'm guessing it's april the 4th that's the first tuesday in april for 2023 uh so we'll have to double check on that they're not going to uh, do it on april 20th <laughs> no, that would be a Thursday, but it would make sense. I, I, I see where you're going there. Yeah, that, that, 420, right. Gotcha. I'll be here all night, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget to try the meal. <laughs> all right. So uh, so the next thing that came up, and I'm, I'm, this is going to, this issue is going to kind of go across a couple different meetings, the Tuesday and the Thursday one, but um, the next thing that came forward was the water districts. So at the meeting, one of the reasons there was such a, such a big crowd at the meeting was uh, four of the water districts were there. Uh, two were on the agenda to be there. But, you know, the water districts, these people are, are volunteers. They serve on the boards. Um, they're very passionate about providing drinking water service, uh, fresh water service to their uh, members and keeping it affordable. So, um, yeah, these people were really serious about it. And so... What had, what had happened before is there had been, uh, the commission had been told that uh, there was state 
uh, ARPA money that was going to be coming to freshwater projects from DNR. Mm -hmm. And so everyone had to, had to apply, and you had to tell them what your project was going to be. And if they were given 21%, something like 20 21% of the money by the county, that would help their score on their application. So that was the way to max out that part of your score for the county to pony up 21%, and then for the district to ask for the other 79%. There you go, Dave. Good math. Okay, 79%. And uh, that, that was supposed to really help you, and it'd make it much more likely that your application would get approved. Turns out, didn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. uh, all they look at, looking at the districts, when we got the results, you know, there's like 300 applications and i think they took like the first 40 you know, they rank them according to the scores right. and it was based on household income median household income mm -hmm. so if you if you had a low median household income for your area they were more likely to prove it right. we did not have a low i know some of us feel like our income's not what it used to be but <laughs> certainly not but apparently other people have it worse than we do and uh, but they get fresh water for free now so so the, all these people with low mhis they got approved all our districts in Camden County got rejected. So now the commission's looking at, okay, we're not confident that that 21% that we put aside for you guys is going to help you with what you need to do. So the districts are now coming back and saying, we would just like to have that money because we have projects that we need to work on. Um, so if people don't know, um, there's five numbered county water districts mm -hmm. and these aren't sewer districts these are water districts right. though sometimes water districts will provide sewer services also um number one is in max creek uh number two i believe is out in montreal uh number three is uh, camelot four is four seasons that's easy to remember mm -hmm. and uh five is uh oh five's down by kinderhook so those are the five and it, so they have various things they need. Like apparently for number two out in Montreal, they've got really bad water pressure out in Montreal. They've got to, they want to replace 14 miles of existing pipe. Wow. The bill for that is going to come around $5 million to do that if they can do it. Alternatively, they're going to put some uh, standpipe out there and uh, they're trying to maybe dig another well out in Montreal. Maybe that'll help alleviate the problem. Um, I think that's going to cost a lot less than having to replace all that, that line. I mean, with some of these districts, you start to wonder, like, would it be cheaper to just pay for everybody to get a well? And, like, just, you know, if you're paying, like, millions and millions of dollars, at some point you might be like, let's just dig a bunch of wells, and then we, we can just get rid of the districts. We don't mm -hmm. have to worry about pumping water everywhere. Everyone's got their own well. Um, that's whether or not they can afford it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the idea, though. The county would pay for it oh. rather than paying. But rather than saying we're going to pay $8 million to try to build up this water district again, and we've got 400 members... Why don't we just dig everybody who doesn't have a well? We're going to dig you a well, and then we could just shut down the water district. Now, you did mention the fact that some of these may also involve some sewer. Yeah. So I wonder if that might be a problem in some instances. But I wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal, like, say, someplace like Montreal, because most of those people are probably on septic tanks. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. that. that there, there's three county sewer districts that I know about besides uh, number four, which also does Four Seasons right. in Shawnee Bend, like Camelot, Sunny Slope, and Normac. Man, I have learned uh, too much about water and sewer. Well, the one thing to keep in mind is as this area continues to grow, you have to keep that uh, pretty much at the forefront. Right. Because, you know, living where I live now, I noticed that uh, certainly I'm sure there's a lot to do with water, but uh, I know that the sewer issue is just, I mean, because when it was initially put in, 
there were X amount of homes. Right. And now that has probably doubled. Well, yeah. So the thing we heard about uh, Four Seasons, the big problem was that I thought this was interesting is we, we talked about it. Um, when it's the summer season, mm-hmm. Four Seasons, on Horseshoe Bend, and it rains, yes, and everyone is not out on the lake, right? And they're all using the toilets, and they all flush the toilets. That is their heaviest flushing time that they have. That's almost the time where they'd be in the lose control of capacity. Yeah. So, and I'm downstream from the uh, the station, so I'm, <laughs> I don't I don't really want them to have any problems up there. No, no capacity issues. I'm just down the hill. <laughs> We're full of capacity, Dave. You might want to just. Uh, don't do anything. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna flush the toilets in shifts. Like <laughs> this side of the street, south side can do it at odd hours, even hours for the north side. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because it never occurred to me that that would be the capacity problem. Because when everyone's out on the lake during the summer, it's not a problem because yeah. they're not using the sewer systems. But suddenly, when everyone's cooped up in the house, twenty guys partying, and then last day on earth, everyone flushes the toilets. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's the thing. So, so that's the issue with Montreal. That's what they were looking at. And you think it's a small district, but when you think about all the, the line replacement they need to do, um, another interesting thing with, uh, uh, number three, uh, Camelot is they're leaking. So they're losing so much of their capacity. They've had a problem down there for quite a while. And they don't know where the leak is, so they have to find it because what they're doing is they're they're losing 50% of their fresh water out of one of their towers, which means you might think, oh, big deal, it's water. It just goes back in the system. But the problem is they've already chlorinated all that water, and so it's it's basically they're they're chlorinating under the underground. <laughs> where, uh, and that costs, the aquifer. Yeah, that costs money. I mean, all, that, all the chemicals that you're trying to put in there to make the water safe to drink, so... Um, and the other issue is that their other tower is red water, like brown water, because it's iron. So and I think people just aren't happy with that. But I guess if you get a whole house filter, you can probably get that out of there. But, I mean, people don't like turning on the sink and seeing brown water coming out of their, their sink. No, sir. So that's the one for three. Uh, four always wants something. They uh, That's Four Seasons. Uh, I know they've got big bonds. Oh, another thing I didn't know about some of these water districts is that some of them are flat fees. So once you sign on, it's like 35 bucks a, a month, but they don't measure how much water you use. It's You just basically pay 35 bucks a month. I'm like, man, I wish I was on that system because <laughs> I'm in number four. And We've got a horrible that. provider out where we live. I mean, these people, it, it, it's amazing that more people don't just, like you said, dig their own well rather than you know, being a provider, it's easier to do that. But at the same time, it's just, it's, it's not a good system that they have. Yeah. So in four, of course, what they're doing is they're trying to replace all the meters. So they make sure they're billing us for every single gallon we get, because I think they, they figured out that their, their meters weren't always accurate. And Mm -hmm. so they were losing about 15% of the water we were using. So instead of expanding capacity, our district is worried about making sure that they're charging us for every single gallon we use. Right. Go, four seasons. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, number five, uh, they want to they build a new well, and five is the one that's down by Kinderhook. Right. And, like, yeah, they, they're the ones that's a flat rate, so that must be great to be part of that district. Jim, I wish I could say what you sent us there, sir. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Dave off air right. what he said.
But yeah, so that's it. That's that's the rundown of the water districts. And so um, while you know they need more money, and uh, the the amount of money that the commission had initially given them that twenty one percent of what they wanted, right. obviously that's not enough to do the projects they wanted because we explained it's twenty one percent of mm-hmm. what they needed. So uh, some of these some of these do have a bonding capabilities capacity, so they could go out and maybe pull a municipal bond. Problem is, then you have to pass that cost on to your customers. Yes, and so. So uh, the solution for a lot of these water districts is also just to get more members. So as you grow, p- probably the, you have the worst water when you only have a couple members of your district. And as your district expands and gets a couple big uh, townhouse projects or condominium projects. You need to start convincing people to live off grid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was my solution. Let's just dig wells. Yeah. It's, it's more, more wells. Yeah, so, so that was the deal. So the commission basically was like, okay, we understand what you guys need. They voted unanimously to give them the money that they had initially earmarked for their 21% down payment to state DNR, which right. we got rejected. So, so much rejection. And uh, it was brutal looking at the numbers. <laughs> it wasn't good. Well, we'll jump in right here and uh, take our bottom of the hour break. We've got information on the way from Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Also, our friends at Lake TV, Chris Schneider, will take care of business and uh, get us ready for what is going to be a big weekend if you are a Chiefs fan, obviously. Don't know uh, how you do it if you watch the game, if you watch the commercials, if you just go to somebody's house and enjoy all the food and drink that you can get your hands on for flush, free. Flush their toilets. <laughs> go flush their toilet. Flush there your you friend's go. toilet. Yeah. Looks like, uh, yeah, you're not paying enough. You're whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> if the food's not any good, you'd take it in the bathroom with you and flush it down the toilet. I'm getting a little obsessed here. Yeah, you kind of are, but that's all right. <laughs> At least you're into it. That's that's the most important thing. 9.30 on the Midwest Coast, and you are listening to The Daily Show. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 10th. An anonymous officer in the Lake Area Narcotics Enforcement Group has been awarded State Task Force Officer of the Year by the Missouri Highway Patrol. The task force officer was awarded the honor on Wednesday, but their identity remained undisclosed due to the nature of their undercover work. In a two-week period in July alone, the officer conducted 10 search warrants, which resulted in the seizure of over 500 fentanyl capsules, methamphetamine, and firearms. During that time, the officer arrested eight subjects, resulting in 24 different felony counts. And a friendly wager between museums, Kansas City's Nelson Atkins Museum of Art and the Philadelphia Museum of Art, are wagering paintings on the results of the Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl game. In the wager, the winning city's museum will receive the other's painting on loan. The names of the masterworks will be revealed after curators at the respective museums huddle to consider the potential spoils of victory. On Wednesday night, a hearing in the Housing Merging Issues Committee marked the renewal of the year's long effort to legalize sports betting in the state. However, the committee did not vote on the bills, and Chairman Bill Hardwick of Waynesville said after the hearing he was uncertain when a vote would occur. According to the fiscal analysis of the bills, sports betting is expected to bring between 6 and $22 million in tax revenue in the first year it's legal and is expected to grow up to $29 million in four years. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. 
Don't miss the 2023 Home Business and Lake Living Expo coming to the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center on February 17th and 18th. Join us Friday 3 to 7 or Saturday 9 to 5 and explore goods and services for home, business, and lake leisure all under one roof. Free admission, free parking, free shuttle, plus attendees can register to participate in various door prize giveaways. Expo 2023 is presented by the Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce and sponsored by Central Bank and Oakstar Bank. For more information, visit camdentonchamber.com. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend Friday, and the Chiefs are in it again. Wow, here we go. A big game, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Who's your pick? Who's going to win it? The Eagles have been a slight favorite for the last couple of weeks. Both teams go in with a whole lot of identical things going on, including their record 16-3. and it's going to be interesting who you got. High school basketball tonight, plenty of that, including Camdenton uh, at home against a really good top 10 Bolivar team. The uh, Camdenton Lakers 11-10 and 10 on the season. One of the better local teams this year uh, is from Max Creek. The Lady Pirates are 17-5. and five. You saw their game earlier this week against Dadesville. Lady Pirates 17-5. and five. The boys are 14-7, and seven, having won 8 of 11 having a really good season at Max Creek. Eldon is 7-12. They'll be at California tonight. Osage 9-11 at home against Conway tonight. And Versailles 16-6, taking a couple of days off after a very successful season so far. College hoops tomorrow. Mizzou will be busy on the road against number 6 Tennessee. The Tigers 18-6 on the season. MSU Bears 13-12 will play on Sunday against Evansville. St. Louis Blues come out of the All-Star break tomorrow. They'll be at home against the Coyotes. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and you don't want to miss Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. He's got trivia, sports, and news. It's Lake TV. You can watch that on Como Channel 90, on Roku, Fire Stick, absolutely free, or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. A notable quote came out of the 2017 Tony Awards when newbie actor Ben Platt told young people everywhere, the things that make you strange are the things that make you powerful. The media loved it, but it simply reflects their secular humanist worldview. Humanists love diversity because in their view there is no absolute truth or any good thing better than another. But it isn't true. Everybody knows that people united accomplish more than people divided. We intuitively desire to fit in rather than be weird. One of our national mottos is e pluribus unum. Its meaning is that from many people we get one united nation. It reflects the biblical truth expressed by Jesus, that we become one just as he and the Father are one. 
Oneness is where true strength lies. Being strange is the opposite. It sounds fun and quirky, but it's childish advice. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. Key Gathering Place is presenting an eight-week series created by the Patriot Academy, beginning Friday, February 17, from 6 to 8 p.m. The format is video followed by discussion. Bible believers need to grasp the relationship between serving God and preserving our freedoms. You will learn how America's founders studied biblical principles to secure the blessings of liberty. The class is free and an optional workbook is available. Register at www.keygatheringplace.com calendar. We're happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. 9.38 right back here at a, uh, at a place we like to call home. And we enjoy our studio, our wonderful studio at the World Headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. They also help us out with the SRG Financial Advisors. Key Radio in-studio live cam. And maybe you're checking us out there this morning. And maybe, just maybe, as you are checking us out here this morning, good morning, Victoria, um, uh, and Vicki as well. Uh, it's good to uh, have you folks on with us, uh, Victoria and Vicki. So I guess it's uh, Vicki and Vicki. But anyway, um, good to have you with us this morning. I'll tell you next week, we've got uh, Jenny Wall is going to be joining me as one of my guests on Monday to talk about the new edition of The Watchdog, which is coming out soon. Also, we'll be talking with uh, uh, the uh, the ladies that uh, we had in. Uh, it's been it seems like it's been about a month or so ago. The homeschooling ladies, uh, Lindsay Waltman and uh, Charlene Moore, and they're going to actually bring their kids in. We wanted to talk about uh, uh, what it uh, what it's like to be a kid who is homeschooled. We talk a lot with the parents and different homeschooling groups. As a matter of fact, we've got some homeschooling programming on Key Radio, but we wanted to kind of get the kids' perspective a little bit. Fozzie Simon will be on with me on Wednesday of next week. Fozzie and I will discuss some things where we kind of left off with expungement now that the uh, recreational marijuana legislation, uh, actually the constitutional amendment uh, for the state of Missouri, has passed. Also, we'll talk a little bit about marijuana and your guns because of, uh, there was quite a bit of concern about that. As a matter of fact, uh, looks like uh, we'll also be talking with Professor Jim Paisley next week. Mindy Sales is back. Danny Ellison is back. And, of course, our good buddy who's in studio with us right now, the gadfly, the one and only Dave Moppin, who heads up among the dogwoods. So uh, it was a pretty packed meeting, uh, this last meeting you were at. Did they get to anything else outside of the discussion of uh, cart funds <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the water and sewer, which we were, uh, we were talking about? pretty much about they did i'm gonna i'm gonna cover kind of both meetings because there were a variety of things that went on so i'm gonna try to hit the major points uh interesting thing that came out of the thursday meeting um rochelle grosvenor mm -hmm. or christensen 
I'm just proud that I know how to pronounce Grosvenor now. So yes. I'm use that one. There's no S in there. Yep. I, we've learned. <laughs> we've learned the hard way. Right. She corrected us pretty quickly. Uh, she came in and basically had a talk. I was interested because she was on the agenda. And it didn't really say what she was going to talk about, but she was the last person on the agenda. And so she got up and... and uh, She's got a lot of uh, sunshine requests mm -hmm. recently, and you might have heard, but there's been some uh, uh, high-profile dismissals of cases that occurred before she took office. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to explain to everyone that she took over on January 1st. Um, she had really no control over what was going on in the office prior to January 1st, mm -hmm. and it appears that there were quite a few uh, cases that were dismissed uh, prior to her assuming control of the office on the 1st. Uh, they've had some trouble figuring out exactly what's going. So she's when that came out, there the, there was the high one high profile case, uh, Leanne Bauman. That was one yes. that was a big deal. Yes, and so uh, people were upset, and uh, maybe they didn't know all the details or the circumstances surrounding it. But uh, what happened is when Rochelle said that when she went through their system, they have like a, a record system that keeps like track of cases and what's going on with the cases. Uh, it became apparent that that system had not been uh adequately maintained so they couldn't be uh comfortable if a case was on a certain status or the information in their their the system at the da's office mm -hmm. at the prosecutor's office i say da's office because that's where i came from but um they couldn't be confident that that was actual the, the actual status of the case because their system had not been updated so if people were going to ask to know how many cases were dismissed between this this date like june or in december they couldn't go into their system and run that information mm -hmm. because they weren't sure that it was accurate so somebody has to go through now they're gonna have to contract an employee to go through and make sure that that system is up to date and make sure it's so they can actually have some faith that that when they check a case in their system the status it says it is is what it actually is she explained that a lot of the there were a lot of cases it appears there were a lot of uh, charges that had been dismissed um some might have been dismissed because maybe it's a marijuana case that they're no longer going to prosecute because the expungement it's not, it's not or it's not a, no longer a crime right, you know like right. the the charge that the person was arrested for or cited for uh, now is not a crime in 2023 so they're not going to continue with that prosecution um, some were dismissed some were just not filed maybe they brought a case to the prosecutor's office and they didn't they said there wasn't enough probable cause there and so the detective was sent away to do mm -hmm. more investigation Current administration looks at it. Rochelle's office looks at it and says, no, we think there's enough there to file that case, so we're going to file it. Um, but others were dismissed and uh, pursuant to an agreement. I think it was deferred judgment or deferred adjudication. And it's basically a deal that says, as long as you meet these, these requirements, we're not going to ever file that case again. Mm -hmm. And so she's bound by those agreements. And I think in the Bauman case, that's one of those where uh, she cannot refile that case based on the agreement that was made with the prosecutor's office at right, the time right. on the 28th of December, like right before the guy left. Mm -hmm. So that's her situation. So she, she basically understands that people are, are frustrated that maybe they're making requests and she's not able to give them the information they need right away, but it's because she doesn't want to give them inaccurate information. She just can't trust the system that they have right now. Um, the other thing to remember with records requests, and I had to deal with a lot in my office where I worked for a big DA's office and I ran all of our uh, cell phone forensics units, uh, vehicle forensics, all that stuff, computer forensics teams. Mm -hmm. uh, I get a lot of requests like, what kind of software are you using? Uh, what kind of systems are you using to download cell phones? How do you break into cell phones? And I had to explain to, to people who would make these requests, 
we're just here to give you a document. If you want, if you're asking for a, a, a piece of paper that we, or a report that we have, yeah, we can give that to you, but we're not going to create documents for your request. So if you're saying, Hey, I want to know how many times you guys use this, this system to investigate cell phones. If that's not something that we keep track of in our normal course of business, mm -hmm. we're not required to then go down and do all that research and then write up a report and give it to you as part of your request. Right. You know, otherwise that's all we would have been doing is <laughs> constantly just creating data to give Anytime people. somebody comes to you with a question and uh, they want some sort of information. We would have, have to then stop all our work. And fulfill stop, their request. And, yeah. and that's one of the things Rochelle tried to stress is uh, we're also, we're, our priority is actually keeping people safe and prosecuting crimes and filing cases and, you know, taking cases through the court process. Right. Our priority is not, like she wants to be transparent, but her priority is not responding to uh, to sunshine requests. We didn't uh, vote in a new prosecutor. Like, uh, I think that's what I want my prosecutor doing all day long is just responding to sunshine requests. No, they have to prosecute all these cases that are coming in. So, right. so that, that was the gist of what she, she said. Um, and so I thought it was a good point. And, you know, the, the important thing is, well, you, you might not be happy about it if you had a request that, that's not being answered. Um, at least she's, she wanted, she got, came forward and talked about it and explained why there might be a, a delay. Sure. So you get a little bit, a, a better understanding as to what it is that uh, goes on, because when that transition period takes place, I guess maybe there are a lot of people that feel as though, uh, even though you have some new people coming in, there are certain things that, uh, uh are held over or uh, continue on. And I'm sure in some cases they do. But uh, when you pretty much wrap up something before somebody takes over, then there's really no way for them to, to go back into it. If, if the deal's already been done, if it's already been made, if the judge or whomever has already signed off on it, you can't go back and, and revisit it. Yeah, and well, you can, but I mean, it's... it's. I'm not used to the, the turnover either. Like, I, I worked for the L.A. County DA's office. We had 900 prosecutors. We had 12... What? six-story, seven-story courthouses all throughout the county. Wow. We had 300 detectives that worked for the DA's office. So we were like the largest DA's office, I think, in the free world. There was no, there's no DA's office that was larger than us. But when a new DA came in, there wasn't this wholesale turnover of employees. Right. I mean, but, I mean, we were civil service, civil service employees also. But, um, like, there were high-ranking uh, directors. So we had... Uh, directors that were with on the basically on the staff of the DA, yeah, they might be demoted down to senior DAs, and that DA might select new senior DAs to replace them that were more in line with what that DA's policy was, or were mm -hmm. allies or friends with that DA. You would see some turnover there, but <laughs> you didn't lose like all your prosecutors and your investigators like on the thirty first, because mm -hmm. I can imagine how difficult that is uh, coming in now with fresh employees trying to figure out. Uh, it, it is like the like Dune, uh, the movie kind of where uh, the Atreides come to land on Arrakis and the Harkonnen are leaving. And how many booby traps did they leave behind? Or like you know when the George Bush when George Bush came in and they took all the W's off of the uh, the keyboards, you know stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. you think they'd be professional. You think it wouldn't be an issue where you're like, oh, we're going to try to sabotage the incoming uh, administration. I mean, the the priority for everyone is keeping people safe. Mm. It's a public safety position. And so you would hope that people weren't going to be vindictive like that, uh, especially when really what you're doing is you're, you're not looking out for the welfare of all those victims that were there and trusted you to prosecute their cases. 
Well, if that was the case, then I guess every uh, every disagreement between a couple would go smoothly, and other things that involve couples would would go smoothly as well. There would be no vindictiveness there because it's not what it's meant for. But obviously, you know, when emotions uh, get involved in anything, you can almost guarantee that at some point somebody is uh, going to do something that maybe they shouldn't have done. And uh, is it always being uh, is it always about being professional? Uh, not necessarily. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, they they did kind of take an oath of office, right? So it's you kind of like people to respect that. But you could say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Someday you will join us, and the, and the world will live as one. Uh, Nine forty nine. How about that? Okay. Um, that's those are lyrics from the song Imagine from John Lennon. Just for the younger folks, I yeah. guess we have to we have to explain that. Yeah, that's I just thought I'd I don't think I think most of our listeners are in our age group. Uh, you never know. <laughs> Do we have a young demographic. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll we'll have to break it down. Maybe somebody <laughs> could sunshine request me, and I'll, and I'll try right. to get that information. Nope, you don't have to. Not unless we've already done it. That's the, yeah, so that so that was interesting. I mean, it's rare to get a prosecutor come up there and be, I thought, pretty transparent and try to explain to everyone what's going on and answer questions. And so, but she did that, and that's a good sign. I think that's going forward. Good. Um, another thing that happened. This was at the Tuesday meeting. This might be why the mayor is uh, listening. Maybe he just listens all the time. We'll see. Uh, Osage Beach came and was asking about ARPA money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they wanted the uh, ARPA money for uh, like. Uh, tech upgrades like new laptops for the officers and uh, i think for their gis their their idea from what how i understood it um osage beach ultimately wants to have a gis layer similar to what you get from camden county where you can and the idea would be maybe you could go on the camden county website and press osage beach and you would get a layer for them like all their property lines and because currently i think they have more of a paper based system right so uh they were looking to get some arpa money for that uh they had previously requested some money, and I believe that was for technology and radios for the police officers. Um, this one was more like, you know, they had laptops, and this way they could take the laptop out of the car and bring it into the station and use it in the station instead of having to log on to uh, a computer. Now, as an old cop, uh, guys, I had to use a pencil and paper. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, you young cops, that, oh, boo-hoo, I can't, my laptop, I can't use my laptop in the station, I have to log on to a desktop, this is inhumane. Yeah, okay, kids, I get it, yeah. right? But back in the day, we just, and and we had to write in pen, too. Like, I, for a while, I had to write in black pen, so if I made a mistake, oh, my training officer would rip the report up and have to, I'd have to rewrite the entire thing. Or you'd be riding in the car and your partner would take a turn and his coffee would spill all over your posse box. Nice. Yeah, posse boxes. Gee, do they even have posse boxes anymore? I don't even know if they have them. <laughs> so the, the old cop in me was kind of like rolling my eyes. But I get it. Like everybody wants to be modern and, and all that stuff. You know, back when I was a cop, we, we didn't have For that, they used to have to, uh, to, to, to file a report. They had to send up smoke signals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't have fancy computers. We had this MDT that was almost like... They were like buttons. It was like war games. Like yeah. you saw the little green light would go across. It was all green. <laughs> You'd be trying to type codes, and it would just go, do, 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 and then error. Like, <laughs> and your partner's like, are we at the call or not? And you're like, I don't know. The machine won't tell me if we're at the call. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what they were doing. They were, they were trying to get some money for these upgrades. And so it did come up at the meeting. For, so, like I mentioned, all the departments had kind of come through before. Um, 
because what happens is when one department comes, and, and partly this is because uh, Camden County's dispatch recently went to digital from analog. So the problem with that is when they switch over and you, sh- you share their dispatch and you're not digital now, uh, it's probably encrypted and you can't hear what they're saying anymore. So kind of when they switch dispatch switches to digital, everyone who uses them has to switch to digital sure, also. That makes sense. I mean, you can set up an analog antenna that you connect to your digital system, but then it kind of defeats the whole purpose of being digital in the first place. Right. And especially when they're going to be an encrypted which I'm assuming they are, and this people who have scanners don't like this mm-hmm. because obviously if you have a scanner and they're encrypted now, you don't hear what they're saying. Um, it's it, always it's how I knew the cops were coming to our neighborhood because next to our neighbor had a scanner, and whenever you saw them running around, it wasn't long, and there were cops in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. So I always I always thought. You know, I just kind of wait and watch, and when I heard one of them yell, hurry up, get in the house. Well, yeah, that, and that's the Cops problem. That's the problem with not being encrypted. The bad guys can listen, or, or just anybody can listen, and they know exactly where you're at. But if you're getting ready to get in a call at a house and you're about to roll up, you'd probably rather them not know that you're about to show up at their house. So uh, being encrypted is not necessarily a bad thing. So all the departments have basically come through and asked for money. Uh, Camdenton, uh, Sunrise Beach, Lynn Creek, and Osage Beach had mm-hmm. come through and said, hey, we need some money for radios or whatever, mostly radios. And so... Uh, Osage Beach was here again, and they wanted technology. So someone asked, uh, I think it was uh, Nathan, he said, uh, well, I think it's kind of ironic you're coming here asking for more money when for that uh, the Preserve at Sycamore project, you guys did a 353 where you basically abated the county's taxes. Mm-hmm. So he goes, it's, it's kind of interesting that here you, on this other project, you basically took money away from the county revenue, and now you're coming to the county and asking for ARPA money. And... Uh, and also, Osage Beach had gotten ARPA money already. They got, I think they, their administrator, assistant administrator, said they got a little less than a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So they had their own ARPA money. Um, Doesn't hurt to ask. Well, and the, so, so the mayor, uh, who's a funny guy, looks, he always looks like he's at 11. Like he's like on a scale of 1 to 10. Like he, he's an intense guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he always looks pretty intense. And he was like, okay, I wasn't going to say anything, but now I'm going to say it. And so he... Uh, Introduced himself real quick, and then he said, "Look, we were asked by the county to come here. Like we we're not here begging for money. Like someone from the county basically got a hold of us and said, hey, there's more ARPA money that might be coming up available because various people didn't end up taking the money that mm-hmm. had been earmarked for them. It's available. You guys didn't ask for as much as the the other uh, departments or cities did. Why don't you guys come back up and you can make a second request? So he's like, we didn't show up here hat in hand begging mm-hmm. for it." And so if that's the impression, that's wrong. And so someone asked, well, who told you guys to come back? And he said, he said something like, is anybody else in the room going to answer that? Because he's probably looking at all the county people like, uh, like he doesn't maybe want to dime someone off. But he's like, someone should just say, yeah, it was me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I asked them to come back. Uh, Commissioner Gohagan said he talked to them about it, but he didn't really say that it was him. Uh, I was, so it, it sounded like it could have been the auditor. I'm not sure. Or it could have mm-hmm. been maybe it was Commissioner Gohagan. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so it was interesting. It was a little bit, uh, it, it was interesting to watch that kind of play out. So, and don't you use it or lose it? Isn't that kind of the, you gotta have, uh, so the way it works for this round of ARPA money is it's gotta be under contract by 2024 right. and gotta be spent by 2026. Okay. So they have well, time. Yeah. There's not a rush. And again, we've talked about this before, like just cause you got all the money doesn't mean you immediately have to run out and spend it all in the first year. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad would always say that was what I do when I was a kid. He's like, I, I gave you $10 yesterday by today. It's all spent. Oh, like, of course. That was supposed to last of you course. a week. <laughs> so, 
uh, it was just that was an interesting part of it. But yeah, it, it got cleared up, and and just when you thought everybody was friends again, uh, then. <laughs> Then Commissioner Williams said, yeah, but it was kind of messed up for you guys to abate those taxes. So then it got fired all up again. <laughs> Whatever, we're fine. So that was the gist of it. Yeah, so that was it. They were asking for it. It was just interesting because I thought that exchange was funny with the mayor. So I get entertained by stuff like that. Um, trying to see what else happened. Let's see. 9.56, by the way, 34 degrees in Osage Beach, 39 the high today. We'll have uh, some nice weather for the weekend, some great weather for Super Bowl Sunday. Sit out on the back deck and watch the Super Bowl while right. you stuff your face full of uh, whatever it is you're going to have. So somebody had a, a wanted to see if we could get a noise ordinance. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this person didn't show up at the meeting, so they took it off the agenda. Um, but apparently, the complaint was the trucks or too loud on the, the, I want to say it was over by Kinderhook. Mm-hmm. They're coming down the, the hill there and they're, they're basically bleeding their brakes and they go, bum, 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 you know, as they said, that person would like a noise ordinance passed to prevent them from doing that. So there's your government at work. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you can always ask, <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think that's really, well, now, if you live right there on 54, I can understand that. I can understand where that might be an issue or a but problem. Were you there first, or was the 54 there first? Who has the rights there? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, maybe the 54 should may file a complaint you for you living too these, close. <laughs> some of these people that live around, uh, you know, water bars and restaurants. Yeah. And what they have to deal with. Yeah. Well, especially, when, this is a pet peeve of mine, especially when the, the code technically says that they're supposed to be more quiet than they are, and they don't. And suddenly the, the place wants to change the rules. And sometimes there's a bit of an issue with uh, what time we should be wrapping things up. Right. You know, if it's... Uh, <clears throat> and, and I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of these businesses, they try to accommodate people that live in the area. You know, they'll give them a break. You know, if you live in the immediate area, they'll give you a break on your, uh, you know, knock 5 or 10% off your bill or That's smart. Like that. Yeah. I mean, Some be, of them do. Being good neighbors, I think that's a good idea. But uh, that doesn't always happen. However, um, when you want a noise ordinance for vehicles You did that really well. <laughs> you like that? Well, I used to live near a freeway. so I used to live near the grapevine in Santa Clarita, so I'm very familiar with trucks coming down. Like Back that. in 2012, we lost our home in a fire, and so we uh, had some people step up, and they offered us a place to live for a while. And uh, we live right there on South 5, the new South 5, and uh, off of Dry Hollow Road, and the trucks coming through there at all hours of the night and day, it, it got pretty loud. But it was actually, to me anyway, I, I thought it was a little soothing. I, I enjoyed it. So. Well, yeah, and I think someone pointed out it is probably louder in the wintertime than in the summertime. We have the trees and stuff that will kind of give you a little bit of a buffer maybe sure. if there's no foliage. So Absolutely. Well, I will see you tomorrow, sir. Caller, we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. I'm not going to have time to get to your phone call. Uh, And I will tell you that, uh, guess what? We will be back in your ears Monday morning. Hope the uh, Chiefs do well and that you get an opportunity to uh, celebrate on Monday morning what you remember from Sunday night. Dave Moppin, thank you, sir. We'll see you back here next Friday. Hope that wasn't the noise ordinance person. (laughs) Could have very well been. All right, see you next Friday. All right. And uh, we'll uh, we'll regale you with our tales uh, of the uh, trip to the School of the Osage oh, to participate right, yeah. in their uh, competition as a judge of all things tomorrow. Who would have who, who would have thought it? Eighty nine point three K E Y K Osage Beach, Missouri.